Welcome to Funeral Gurus Radio. I am your host, Robin Heppel, from FuneralFuturist.com. We're continuing our series of pre-conference interviews for the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada, from April 20th to 23rd. My guest today is Joe Budzinski, who's the Internal Chief Operating Officer of the ICCFA. Welcome, Joe. Good to be with you, Robin. So, Joe, um, you guys have got a lot on your plate uh, this week, getting ready for next week, so I, I appreciate your time. Maybe uh, just for, for the folks that haven't got to meet you yet, just maybe give a little bit of personal background of, uh, of your role at ICCFA and how you came to uh, join the association. Well, I've been with ICCFA since we were the ACA back in uh, 1990 is when I began, so going on 19 years now. I came up through the communications department and um, uh, eventually moved into uh, internal chief operating officer, which is where I'm at now. And my responsibilities are over our programs, our budgets, and um, all internal operations at the headquarters. Um, I have a uh, co-equal partner, Bob Fells, a great friend of mine who is our external chief operating officer who handles all government legal and uh, external type relations stuff. And um, we've got uh, between us quite a lot of years of experience. Great. Well, you guys are doing a great job. And uh, whenever I've uh, needed any information from Bob, he's been able to get it to me right away. And and uh, so it's just, it's been great working with you guys over the last three years. Let's, um, first of all, Joe, let's talk about uh, what's been going on over the last year. I know that uh, things have been quite busy and, and a lot of changes and and with a new website, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, what, are, what are some of the current initiatives that ICCFA are uh, taking on right now? Well, we've continually had to change with the times and um, the fact that we've you know evolved from ACA to ICFA to ICCFA over the past 15 20 years is indicative of that and what we've dealt with in the past couple years is certainly what all associations have been dealing with which is the uh, challenging economic environment pretty much every industry and ours is no exception. So we sat down last year, as we always do, and said, okay, well, we've got a convention coming up in 2009. What are we going to do? And one of the you know, top topics that we talked about was this thing needs to be substantive because people are going to be checking their um, ex- expenditures very carefully, and if we're going to get people to come out, we have to provide you know, a really tangible value proposition. And uh, a number of us from the supplier side and the, you know, cemetery funeral side uh, sat around a table last year and um, came up with this program, which we think um, exemplifies both the direction that the association has been going and join the evolution, um, but also uh, really specifically cutting-edge marketing. And we think that's something that everybody needs to be aware of. That's an area that's really been in flux the past few years, um, and we think we've isolated on some topics that are going to be of great value, and, uh, you know, thank goodness it seems to be resonating because we're going to have really good attendance. 
Well, and just Joe, with uh, me having the opportunity to interview a bunch of the a bunch of the speakers leading up to this, it's not just that tr- traditional style of marketing or advertising. Um, it, it's covering all different levels from networking to to that traditional advertising to what you can do on uh, on the internet and on the web and and that type of thing. So the the full gamut is there and and we really need that. We're, uh, you know, we, we're in a relationship business and we have to rely on building those relationships and, and, and also to really kind of knowing where you're at now as a, as a firm, whether you're funeral side, cemetery side or crematory side and how you can, um, move forward and, and, and adjust. And as you say, evolve for, uh, for your marketplace. And, and a great thing is too, that, you're bringing all the stakeholders together and working shoulder to shoulder and, and together with the, the uh, suppliers too. So it's always good to, to, to have that ability uh, because we're all save, serving the same people. And um, just so from a bit of an outsider, I just appreciate what you're doing. Well, we've been in a sense, um, I, uh, I've been fortunate. We who work on the staff have been fortunate to be involved with this organization because we haven't been locked into a um, an agenda, and because of the necessity that the whole uh, I don't know our side of the industry I would say pre need cemetery has had in, in terms of entrepreneurship, um, it's the side of the industry that's been constantly looking for what do, what is the next thing? What do we have to do next? To make sure that we're relevant, and it's made it a real interesting place to work. So we're not trying to hold on to the past; it's trying to um, determine what the future is going to be. And you know, with what we have coming up, um, I, I don't know. It's a very complicated thing to look at the, uh, our industry. And I know, as a strategist, you're seeing the same things. That if you look at society at large and marketing communications. It's all about the Internet, and there's so much happening, you know, in that area. In our industry, we're lagging behind big time. So, in the, it, you know, putting the Join the Evolution program together, we've had to sort of, um, you know, toe the line or, or, you know, skirt the middle in terms of we, we want to provide cutting-edge information, but also with the awareness that this industry is not highly um, Internet-oriented. And, you know, like you mentioned, um, it's, uh, you know, it's about finding new ways of marketing, um, not just the, the traditional methods of advertising. And we think that with the speakers that we've got, especially our opening day keynoters with Jackie Huba and John Moore, it's going to open people's minds. So even if they don't see, you know, Facebook or uh, other online avenues at the way they're going to grow their business, um, th- this will at least open their minds to see that maybe, you know, the most uh, productive modes of marketing now are not the traditional ones. And that's, um, you know, ho- hopefully what, something of what they're going to bring away from this convention. Absolutely. And and I think, too, to, to kind of build upon that, you're, you've created a um, – your new website too, which will allow people who who then leave the uh, leave the convention or or 
the members who weren't able to, to make it out can uh, you dive into the, the ICCFA cafe there and um, continue on that conversation and, and see a lot of the things that are, are now relevant. And, and uh, maybe, Joe, just, uh, just switching gears a little bit, can you talk a little bit about um, the big project? And I know that you've uh, been working behind the scenes on it quite a bit. Um, so now it's up and live. Um, you know, just uh, give us a little introduction to, to what you have there. Well, if people go to ICCFA.com, um, the first thing they're going to find is that there is a lot of information there. And in the research that we did prior to um, opening the site, one of the main things that I found out was that you don't want to keep too much uh, locked away. And so the sites that have had their uh, content locked behind, you know, membership-only areas have had a lot of trouble getting interest because there's so much free stuff on the Internet. So when people are cruising around and they come to a website and it says, oh, if you want to read more, you know, you need to log in or you need to break out your credit card, they don't. <laughs> they just move on to the next site because there's a ton of free information out there. So the number one thing I knew we had to provide was a lot of free information, which um, there, there isn't anything like the ICCFA.com site because we've, uh, through a great laborious effort, managed to be digitizing a huge, huge amount of our archives. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of interesting information. Um, and at the same time, the other impetus, which is the one that's ahead of the curve, which is sort of like why I would describe our website as the the website for five years from now is that um, there's a great opportunity for social interaction. So if, if people want to discuss things, if people want to, um, you know, have online conversations about issues, they can do it on our site. Our site is natively set up to allow that to happen. Uh, as one who's been following this for many, many years, I can tell you that that's going to be a hurdle to get over in our industry because nobody has cracked the code on that one. There's some good little discussion groups. I mean, some of them have been going on since the 90s. <laughs> of, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 people get together and discuss things on the Internet. But, you know, we've got 7,000 members. And when we had our Yahoo group, we never had more than 20 or 25 <laughs> people participating. And, you know, they were, they were good. I mean, there was a good 25 people, but when we want to land, okay, we know, I know, that with the ubiquitousness of Comcast Cable and Verizon, Fios, and pretty soon you're not going to be able to buy television or phone without high-speed Internet. You, you won't yeah. be able to get around it. So you're going to have high-speed Internet. There's going to come a tipping point where everybody is suddenly going to be involved in the Internet. Our website is positioned to catch them when they arrive, although they haven't quite arrived yet. So we're, we're basically struggling to try and get people to participate. Well, and, you know, we're seeing just uh, uh, every day and something like uh, something like Facebook's a, a good example where because you can actually see the new people that come online, um, and it's, it's very evident how they join. And uh, so w- when they join, and there's just more and more people every day, um, and and it's not just Facebook, but it's just that 
you know, they're joining a community and you've, you've got a community right there for, for people within the industry. And, and, and also too, the great thing where, you know, when, when you're not locking down everything and, and we try to do the same at, at the funeralgurus.com website is to have it open for the public as well. So that there's a, uh, a level of transparency. We really don't want to have to hide that much stuff because then, then it's easy to get picked upon and, and people are wondering, well, well, why do you hide all that? So the more transparent we are, just like what you're doing, it's going to be not only great information amongst the, the stakeholders, but also for everyone in general, because then they're not, you know, we're not kind of being pegged as that, that industry that kind of hides everything and, and that type of thing. There's, Hey, you know, here you go, fill your boots. There's, um, as much information here as, um, as we can, as we can put on there more than they'd exactly. ever be able to consume. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, you is the, you know, the funeral futurist, the funeral strategist that you're, well, I mean, one of your main audiences is going to be the young people coming up and they're going to, you know, want to see what people have to say. They, and so, yeah, I think the fact that, um, you're on, on the exact same page as us is a really positive thing. Um, what are you seeing in terms of young people? We've got like just a glimpse of it on our Facebook presence and in my own personal stuff on Facebook. Yeah, there's some young people from mortuary science school, but I don't really have a sense yet of uh, is there a trend of young people coming out of mortuary science school through the Internet to learn stuff about our industry? Well, one thing that that I've found, uh, one of the things that I do here in Canada is I'm a, um, uh, on the faculty of the Canadian College of Funeral Service, which is um, a, a nationwide uh, school for um, pre-licensure uh, people coming into the uh, into the industry. And um, since it's it's more of a virtual school, although it there they are separated province to province, and each province has its own regulations and and then so that those groups kind of meet in in person uh, throughout the um, throughout the year, but most of it's done on in an online environment as well. And so those people, uh, and this is for the managers and owners out there, some of the newer people that are coming uh, out of those out of those programs have uh, they've been forced to to learn how to use the internet because that's the way they communicate with their peers within their school within their mortuary school. And so that, that's a, that's going to be an, a, um, a skill that's just by osmosis. They're going to, they're going to have when they join the job force, not that they're going to be the most tech savvy, but getting around certain sites and being able to uh, upload information and, and communicate and discussion boards is going to be just second nature to them. And I have to think that that's going to apply exactly in the United States too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the as, once, as, as soon as they once they get using things like instant messaging and, and things like that, it just becomes so easy that you you, you kind of don't want to lose it. And and I think too, this new wave and and I don't think we've really seen kind of that. Um, you know, cause it hasn't been around long enough, but that under 25 market, uh, where all of them have been texting on their phones for ever since they, you know, ever since they had a cell phone. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So, so this type of thing, and then even just going into Facebook and Twitter and and that that's all going to be second nature to um, to a lot of them, just because that's how they communicate with their networks. And the one thing that um, will be quite interesting, as and I we're, we're kind of getting a little off topic here, Joe, but um, is that uh, people will you'll be able to see if you're a owner or a manager, you'll. They, they'll, a new, um, whether it's an intern or a new hire, you'll actually be able to see kind of what type of value they're bringing to the funeral home. Like how big is their network? How many, mm-hmm. how many friends do you have on Facebook? How many, right. how many people do you have in LinkedIn and, and that type of thing? And, um, you know, and it's still going to be a little touchy on, on separating work from, from being fun and being in, in your, you know, early twenties and, and that type of thing. But, but that's life, and and um, we we need the we need those people coming into the industry, and um, and exactly. but then and, and as, as you well know, um, I mean it it isn't just about you know how we promote our business, how we promote pre need, or how we promote our associations, but the issue of recruiting right now is so key and how are you going to attract people into the industry i was at an interesting conference a number of months ago and somebody was you know talking about you know the challenges they face with bringing people into um you know to work in the funeral home and that you know there's like a high percentage of the kids who are in mortuary science are like of the goth persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> These are like people who, for whatever reason they're in it, you know, it isn't necessarily the one you would think you wanted. So being on top of these technologies, though, that you just rattled off, uh, seems incredibly crucial because you have the opportunity to catch people when they're, you know, the 18, 19, or 22, 23-year range um, where they're trying to think about careers, and if your company is, you know, lucid and, and, and fluent with these technologies, you have the opportunity to bring people in. And, you know, in, in a you know, much smaller way as an association, we're going to try and do the same thing as, you know, be positioned there to uh, bring in young people who are cruising the net and looking for information and they see something, oh, this looks interesting, I'd like to watch that video well, you know, maybe I'd like to join this association as a student member, and um, you know, we're putting that out there, and you know, see what happens. You know, Joe. One uh, one last thing on on that topic. I'm pretty sure there's going to be the day, and and it's going to be sooner than later. And um, you know, because I know sometimes it's a struggle. Staff, uh, you know, things are slow at the around the funeral home, and they get on the computer and. You know, probably the boss doesn't like them being on Facebook all the time, but but for the um, for the keen and the savvy and who's got a little bit of that maybe that marketing sense, um, they're they're going to be very valuable to to funeral homes and and probably if they do it right, it would just be like having um, having like a on site blogger, you know, someone whether not saying that they have to have their own blog, but just the just being able to communicate with people, letting people know that hey, here's an interesting article, here's uh, you know, here's something interesting that uh, you know if you have parents uh, and there's this uh, death benefit available, you know, the government just came out with this thing, that type of thing, and that's how these networks will 
will grow and and the person's relationship will will grow within their community and then at that time where when they need um when they need a funeral director or or cemeterian they'll uh, they'll say oh yeah well i remember that person they uh they always put these great little articles about uh, end of life issues and so they obviously know what they're talking about we're going to go to them and 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 i'm sure it's already happened um but it's only going to happen more where um, it'll be these kind of virtual friends that uh and then one day they'll they'll pick up the phone and give you a call or or probably just <laughs> message you on <laughs> on your account and and say hey i need to talk to you you know one of my you know one of my family members died well, so. man, you are yeah, you, you are definitely the futurist because you. I've done a lot of searching, and you know it may be happening, but it ain't happening. There is so little of that going on, and the bar is so low. And exactly what you just described—that you know a company could have somebody who's just doing the smallest bit of translation from you know here's our business operation, here's what we do. And explaining it to the outside world in a friendly manner is if you know you you know what if something happens here here here's some things you might need to know the the very most basic use of a business blog of providing friendly uh, you know non promotional information to the public at large um, it isn't happening yet and it's what makes this such an interesting time is that it isn't happening. But you always look back, you know, through, um, you know, the course of business history, and it's these times when it's not happening that are the times when people look back to and say, man, I wish I would have gotten involved then because, you know, gosh, if we would have gotten in on the ground floor, and it's not like social networking is some huge secret right now. So, yeah, so it's one of the things, if I had more time, that I would be highly evangelizing our members and the industry would be, uh, you know, get a presence out there. Get something mm-hmm. out there in your industry. You know, you, the name of your town, the name of your funeral home, and the word funeral. Get those things in the title of your blog or your page or whatever and have regularly updated, you know, useful information because Google will pick it up like that and you'll be the only one in your town that has it. And, um, yeah, the bar is not very high right now and everybody should be doing it. Joe, you know what? You're so bang on there. And uh, well, one of the things I was talking with uh, another funeral director uh, just the other day, and Google, as you were mentioning Google, Google doesn't know how long how long you've been in business for, and and nor does it care. Hmm. Google Google wants to know who's providing the information, who's who's the best resource out there for information in you know your town plus the word funeral or and um, and so someone could come in new, and if they have a better handle of the whole Web 2.0, social networking, social media, that type of thing, um, they could really get a, a stronghold on on that virtual community, and it won't it won't take very long for them to be able to establish a presence. Maybe maybe not the same way that. Um, you know, my grandfather did a hundred years ago, but um, they can do it in another way and and slowly go about it. And and for those people who are just kind of waiting and thinking, oh well, I'll, you know, get to that next year, that that might be too late. Exactly. And the the 
if, if you were to talk to any normal businessman who runs a company and say, here's what is required, these are the specs for a company corporate blogger to, you know, get your the presence of your company out there, the <laughs> I would think almost every businessman would say, my goodness, I had no idea how simple and easy that was. Because all you're asking is for somebody to put talk about the company in um, you know common terms in uh, you know terms that everybody understands. It doesn't sound like it's coming from an advertising agency, and you know once you get the hang of it, it's like falling off a bike. And I, yeah. I don't understand why every cemetery and every funeral home does not have their own corporate blog right now, where somebody puts up something new, you know, two or three times a week, um, because. As everybody gets online, that's one of the first things they're going to find. I mean, Google loves blocks. Yeah, absolutely. And you you can just start at your frequently asked questions. That's and and I'm although we think oh well everyone's heard those before. Well, you know what? Not not everyone's yeah, in lo- right. not everyone's in love with funeral service and eats, lives, and breathes it like we do. You know, so exactly <laughs> when when the need arises, though, they become an instant student and. And if you've been doing this, you know, one question a week or one post a week, you know, after a year, there's, you know, there's 50 posts and, and they're going to uh, go, wow, this, you know, and, and you, you you put a little bit of your own personality in there, there, you know, and maybe a, a little touch of humor if you can. And and they'll um, just, and one of the reasons, Joe, why uh, I like doing these, these interviews, the, the people who are listening to us for 20, 25 minutes here, they'll, uh, you know, they'll have gotten a bit of sense. They'll, they'll know us a little bit better. And, and what we're doing isn't, um, is a rocket science either. Every, every funeral home and every cemetery could do the same thing. Uh, you just have to, you just have to learn and, and then kind of get it out there. And, and with, um, blogs today and, and the other resources like YouTube and iTunes, you can get that information out there, get, build that relationship and, and be the, kind of the expert within your own town. You are so right, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Cold Spring Memorial Group of Minnesota has been doing this research for the past few years that they periodically report on, and it would just amaze you how in ignorant, how, how clueless the public is about um, the options that are offered in our industry. People just don't know. They have mm-hmm. no idea what the stuff is, so... If, you know, the typical cemetery or funeral home was simply to start putting information out there about, um, you know, what is a lawn crypt? What, are, what, are the, what should I do about a casket when I'm, my uncle's going to get cremated? People don't have any idea, and it would be, um, you know, not very difficult to do and with a high return. Absolutely. Joe, you know what we could you and I could go on and on about this. This has been yeah, I think we could. <laughs> this has been a great, uh, great conversation. Um, but before we wrap up, let's uh, you know what what are what are we going to see next week when we uh, hit Mandalay Bay there in Vegas? Well, we're going to see a huge crowd because we are getting a tremendous uh, attendance. So that's the really cool thing is we're going to set a record for ICCFA attendance. That's for sure. Um, I think the uh, the the level, the quality of the sessions and the information that's going to be provided is going to be something unlike what people have seen in most conferences in just about any industry because we 
put an awful lot of effort into finding what is the cutting edge in terms of what's working. And um, the overall mood at the ICCFA convention is also different than anything you find anywhere else, and that's one of the great things we have going for us is such a great group of people that are involved with the association. So um, it's going to be an absolute blast, and um, people are going to come home with five or ten times as much value in the information they bring back to their companies as to what it costs them to go to the convention. So um, we're looking to really you know, do well by doing good with this convention. Well, that's great. I'm uh, really looking forward to it uh, myself and and hey, Joe, it's Vegas too, right? So we'll, uh, right. you know, that. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll all have uh, a little bit of fun and uh, and just continue to share and uh, network and build those relationships, even even within the within our our industry too. That's right, um, Robin. Uh, listen, man, thanks for for your time and everything you're doing. This is all extracurricular for you, and I I know that. I really applaud everything you're doing and um, look forward to seeing you next week. Well, you bet, Joe. Hey, and it's my pleasure. Well, I'd like to thank Joe Budzinski, who's the internal chief operating officer for the ICCFA. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you register by going to www.iccfa.com for the annual convention that's going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada on April 20th to 23rd. And if you're going to be there, make sure you track me down. I'm going to be uh, hosting more interviews with the video camera at the Johnson Consulting Group's booth in the expo. So make sure that you have what your company does differently and unique, and you can share that within the profession. And also, I'll make sure that uh, people within your own community can easily find that on uh, through Google as well. Check back soon for another ICCFA pre-conference interview. On behalf of the FuneralGurus.com, this is Robin Heppel.